This week on Out Now with Aaron, we are talking The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. He did it? The Warrens have quickly become the worst parts of these movies. Maybe we're just trying too hard when really it's closer than it is too far. We are now recording. It is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello, Sabuki. <laughs> out now is a film podcast where Count Abe and I normally discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies, we have most program for review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 454. 454. 454. That's perfect for a, a seance. A, a, a haunted numerical power, yeah. some would say. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, this week, speaking of hauntings and spookiness, according to Count Mua, we have uh, The Conjuring, <laughs> colon, The Devil Made Me Do It, the third entry in the Conjuring series, the seventh slash eighth se- entry in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, I think it's the eighth, <laughs> right? Eighth. It, it, eighth. Depending eighth. on if you count the Curse of La Llorona or oh. not, it's, it seems like a variable number at this point. But regardless, yeah. we are, we're back with the Warrens this week and joining us uh, to discuss the conjuring the devil made me do it uh from the milky way blues he, he's got to watch out for those nuns it's yancey burns hey guys how's it going glad to be here also joining us from joe blow and host of the horror interview series sounds scary if he's not talking to john noble i don't know what i'm gonna do it's jimmy O. god brought us together and this is it to do this podcast <laughs> good well, I, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to have you We're both We're safe, yes. <laughs> How are you both doing this evening? I'm fine. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. We're both, I think we're both okay. Good. We're both okay. We made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we did yeah. it. Another Sunday. Uh, glad, glad to have you both here. Yancy, yeah, I know we, we, get on the, we get you on the commentaries every now and then, but nice to have you on a proper show. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Thank you. For sure. And uh, Jimmy, of course, glad to have you back as well. I'm trying to think of the last time we had you on. I don't think, I, I can't think it was October. I got to think we had something going on before. before. I don't think I have. It's been, uh, everything's been weird since the, uh, you know, we've had, since we've, in a very weird time. I don't think I've done a show. I think I was going to, but it was just, the timing never worked out. Perhaps, and I'll look it up because I'm stubborn that way. But for the time <laughs> being, good to have you back here. Uh, I'm glad and, to be back. Yeah, and let's, uh, Let's get let's get into things. Let's some show notes real quick. First up, commentary track. Speaking of, uh, we've we've ended our Hannibal Lecter run as far as commentary tracks go. So we're gonna start with more fun things um, that are not really themed uh, beyond what the month it applies to. And this month we are gonna talk about the Fast and the Furious, the first entry in the globally successful franchise. Um, that that's mm-hmm. that's the plan for this month. We plan to record that one pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it because why wouldn't I? It's the first Fast and Furious movie, a film that I rank maybe fifth in the nine entry series. But, um, <laughs> but um, that that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of fun things, the summer gamble is currently underway. This is, of course, where myself and Abe and many other recurring guests on the show have all predicted the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer, what we think they'll be at the global box office this year. Uh, not much to recap this week. The Conjuring came out. Many people have it in their summer gamble bracket. Um, 
of bracket. Is bracket the appropriate term? List? Bracket? I don't know. List? Sure. I think list. List? Okay. We'll get a we'll get a judge ruling yeah, on that one. The bracket might be later when we're mm-hmm. when we finally when, we, when we finally do the out now madness. Exactly. Yeah. That, God, that's we, in April, right? We gotta figure that out. Out now madness. It's gonna be great when we finally figure out what that should be. We have, the title already <laughs> sounds. It just rolls on the out now madness. That sounds amazing. Like I, I want to be in that. Like when we'll I hear figure that, this one out. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> but yeah, our lists. Um, some of them contain uh, Conjuring Three, and um, we made. <laughs> Uh, cool, like what, twenty four or something at the box office choice yeah. this weekend. Yeah, not too bad. Not and too bad. globally, not sure what to expect yet. That is what we're judging by, but we'll see. We'll see where things go from there. As things go on, but uh, regardless, um, that's the summer gamble update for this week. But other things, uh, iTunes reviews and ratings, of course. You can find our show on iTunes and anywhere else you find podcasts. But on iTunes, you have the luxury of being able to go and leave a rating and review, which would be great. Thank you so much in advance. Please leave us anything. See, what I did there is I, I charted myself out a map and didn't fill it in. So I just kind of found you my way to get it. charted yourself a map? I threw like a paper out there and said iTunes on it. And I didn't know how mm. to get to where I wanted to go, but I found it. And then you came up right there and did the layup. It was great. It's uh, it's called teamwork. It makes a dream work. It's, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, uh, the Roadrunner. I think Rudder, after like 10, uh, 11 years of being on the same team, <laughs> works out pretty okay. It does. I, I think the Roadrunner says that in the halftime speech in Space Jam <laughs> Legacy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to the song for that movie, by the way. It's pretty huh? good. I enjoy it quite a bit. Wait, for the new one? For the I, new I, one. Yeah, the song. I've literally there. never seen a Space Jam anything, so, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I have nothing to add to that because there's no there's no version of that where it's a quick like, movie. It's a quick movie. It's a quick yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be one I'd have to actually sit and want to watch and Yeah. I mean, Bill Burr shows up, and he's fun in it. I mean, the yeah, the, no. the 4K is coming, Abe, and you just said it's, that should be on it right there. It's a quick movie, guys. <laughs> it gets to where it needs to go right away. There's, okay. there's very little downtime. Uh, you know, you know the posters at the fun. theater that have, like, the whole review printed out on them? Uh-huh. Like, when you see a band, it's like a whole review for, you know. Yes. Like a Rolling Stone it, review. Yeah, like a Rolling Stone review to advertise yeah. a movie. It, for Space Jam, the first it should, it should re, they should re-release Space Jam in the theaters and just put "It's a quick movie, a bua" <laughs> in giant letters. Get <laughs> the audience it's excited. Period. No ellipses. Fun. A bua. Oh no, with their no names. Tickets yeah. sold. Right there. Okay, mm-hmm. enough of this nonsense. Let's move on to that quickies. Yeah. Each week now we move to the window. Quickies. Trademark. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, Yancey, let's start with you. What other movies have you seen recently? Um, the most interesting movie I saw recently is an older movie called Drive a Crooked Road. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's an old film noir with Mickey Rooney. And I never mm-hmm. it's like I've never seen a Mickey Rooney movie from this period. So I didn't even know what he was trying to do in like 53. Huh. Written by Blake Edwards. Huh. Um, it's a noir. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's like a it's like a noir. It's basically he's like a sad sort of busted down he sort of wanted to be a race car driver but he uh he now he's working as he's got a big scar on his face and he's working fixing cars and he meets this this customer comes in sort of out of his league and seems to take a liking to him but she's really just faking it because she's working for kevin mccarthy from but from major the body snatchers he's basically (laughs) playing bank robbery and they want mickey rooney to drive this stretch of road in palm springs or somewhere that that's essential to them pulling a whip pulling off this bank robbery it's a really good nasty little tough and like the best mickey rooney performance i think i've ever seen that sounds mm. great oh yeah. okay what's that called again? drive a crooked road 
Where was that? Was yeah. that on streaming somewhere? It was on, it was on the. I, I, it's such a Blu-ray nerd. I have the Indicator um, oh. Columbia R number one set, and so it was in there. It's the fourth or fifth movie in there, and I, I really enjoyed it. Good to know. From the yeah. UK. Yeah, oh, that sounds great. It's really good. All right, Jimmy, how about you? What can you talk about with us? What can I talk about? Well, I mean, the embargo's over for F9, right? Yeah, it is. Though that's a movie. Um, I'd sell that. <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah. Okay. That was a, that happened. Um, I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, it was, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Just silly, just silly. So unlike Uh, the franchise, it seems. I, I, even more so like, you know, like, like the whole kind of jumping the shark thing is, uh, is really taken to the extreme with one sequence. And do they actually jump over a shark in this movie? No, but I don't. I can't. I can't reveal anything because right. I. I wouldn't want to do that. But it's. It's. It's so ludicrous and not the guy yeah, in the in movie. It. Yeah, not the guy <laughs> in the movie. Although he. It's. Uh. I just. I just didn't. I think honestly. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't work for me. It didn't mm-hmm. work for me. Yeah. I loved. Love. Love. I saw a Quiet Place too. I absolutely thought that was phenomenal. Um. Was surprised how much. I, well, I knew I'd enjoy it, but I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. You were big on the first one too, right? Yeah, I just think they're really smart, interesting movies. And I'm trying to think what I've seen recently that I watched that I can talk about. That I, I saw a really interesting movie, but I don't. I don't know if I can talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So those are the two. Yes, uh, those are. The, I've seen a lot, but I'm, I'm seeing a lot of embargoed stuff. So yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Abe, how about you? You know, I watched a movie that was, uh, I think, maybe leaving HBO Max, but it was a movie that you guys talked about last year, which was Underwater. Oh, um, okay. The uh, the movie, if I, uh, is he a friend of the show? I, I don't know. If well, we, we interviewed the his co-writers on The Signal. His, his brother and his co-writer, yeah. Um, but essentially, you know, it's fine. I think that this uh, the director has been known to use... William uh, Eubank, by the way. Yeah, the William Eubank has been known to use high-speed frame rate cameras for select scenes in his films. And, um, you know, this one is no different. Um, I think that they do have, like, a really cool usage of them in this movie, especially, like, an explosion at a door part. But, you know, the movie itself is just... Um, uh, it's a good movie if you're just leaving it on. This is not a negative. It's just more of, like, you know, it is what it is. You kind of expect... You, you kind of suspect where it's going, but I'm, I'm more than uh, happy to always just, like, realize that, you know, the, the budgets on these are... Probably fairly small, but the cast that he gets for these movies are pretty incredible. So kudos uh, to to you know corralling together budget and casting and making a movie like this. I mean, um, for a low budget movie, it looks pretty great as far as yeah, it does. Stuff yeah. going on. I wish you brought this. I wish you saw it last week because friend of the show Peter Paris is a huge fan of Underwater. A huge fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's like good, but it, it, you know I think that there's just a giant Cthulhu monster that just like how did this happen? So. Um, and if you want, if you pair it with um, uh, Pacific Rim, it, it might make more sense. So, hmm. Yeah, interesting. It, it didn't go, it didn't go far enough for me in terms of the kind of things it implied. I, I was expecting like Cronenberg body horror gross out, and so I was kind of like, oh, it's just a giant, yeah, giant Cthulhu. I think we've seen that a few times at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we don't see a Cthulhu too often, but I mean, in terms of yeah. like, more than you did 20 years ago. I mean, you know, like the, <laughs> <laughs> animal. Yeah, 
enormous monster. You know, it's, it's, I, you're yeah, not wrong. I can ca- and, and I ca- definitely... casually being able to throw out Cthulhu is something that does seem more modern day than not. Right. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's really cursing everything. So, uh, no, but I think the thing that we could have used more of is the line, we, we drilled too deep. Uh, and that's that's what would have made the movie an A plus for me. That should have been the tagline. We drilled too deep. That, how foreboding Just, is that? That sounds as, really cool. <laughs> as like blood is going down in Kristen Stewart's eyes, she's like, we drilled we drilled too deep. Vince uh, <laughs> you know, is just like, we, I agree, and then he dies. Yeah, that smash mm. smash cut the credits. Uh, Some forty ones in too deep plays. It's great. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I need yeah. to actually watch that. I. I... I bought it on Vudu and I haven't actually sat down to watch it. The music video for what... Some Forty Ones in Too Deep. No, underwater. <laughs> underwater. I've watched the. I music figured you'd video seen Underwater. I'm surprised you hadn't seen it yet. All right. No, I was. Uh, I just wasn't feeling it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've heard a lot of good, so I'm like, you know what? My expectations will be pretty, pretty mild. So I, I'll right. probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Probably won't be as good as the Boogans, but you know what can, what <laughs> is really. That, that's, that's... I, I will say this though, it, it's better than Apollo 18. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, anything's better than Apollo. <laughs> that was the one of the worst movies I've. <laughs> we were, it was like, it was a it was a it was a week week that week. The, 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 it was, the actual mission that caused so much stress of Apollo thirteen is better than the movie Apollo eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, that's what I saw. Aaron, what did you watch? I've seen a few things. First up, I'll mention Psycho Gorman. Um, this movie is fantastic. It's been brought up a few times on this podcast, I believe, but it is a low-budget Canadian alien movie um, where the this brother and sister basically discover this thing that's been buried in their yard, and it turns out to be this, like, Wishmaster-like monster thing where it just, it kills things in very horrific ways, except the younger sister has a, like, his medallion or whatever that just basically controls him. So mm. so she can just do whatever she wants with him as far as, like, you know, think of, like, Terminator 2 when he's like, you know, lift your leg and that kind of stuff. Except it's mm. taken to certain extremes. Um, it's a very wacky, gory... I gotta emphasize the gore. The movie is called Psycho Goreman. Uh, very wacky, gory movie. It's very funny. It's It's very... It very much does the thing it wants to do very well. Like what it's going for, it accomplishes it in terms of the tone, in terms of the how to make this low budget effects work. It very much feels like Power Ranger suits at times, as far as other monsters that are also introduced in this thing. And mm-hmm. the act- and the actress that plays the little girl who has to be like seven or eight, very good. Like there's a very specific attitude to this character that I think really makes this work as far as her connection to Psycho Goreman. Um, so mm-hmm. I. I uh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Wait, what is the PG gore? Is it, there like a different version of this? Like, no, it, I, it's I, it's called it's called Psycho Gore Man or PG. Like think okay. of think of it like ET the extraterrestrial. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I thought they, I, I thought would have been funny. I, I thought they made like a family version of it. Or something. Yeah, no, yeah. They they like they interchange the names. <laughs> they call sometimes they call them PG. Something sometimes they call them Psycho Gore Man. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Now I feel enlightened cool. <laughs> um i also watched bo burnham's inside did anyone else watch this oh yes i did no. see that okay uh this is this is the new comedy special from writer director star editor cinematographer caterer i assume uh bo burnham um, who is For decided, sure, yeah because who else is feeding him uh, he decided to take his time spent during quarantine and basically make a series of 
uh, comedic sketches, stitch them all together into this wonderful hour and a half of cinema, essentially. And it's very funny, very, cre- very creative and inventive. And also uh, it's full of it's it gives you a good look inside of not only Bo Burnham's mind, but just like the concept of being stuck in a situation for a year and how one contends with that. And I, I was um, I effused I, I so much praise during in my friend chat. The word that I used to describe it as masterpiece. Um, mm-hmm. And that's honestly how I feel about it. Like you should watch it if you haven't seen it. But... I, I think it's fantastic. It's on Netflix now. And yeah, it's certainly worth a watch. Um, yeah. in, in addition to just being what it does on an emotional level, it's also just really funny. Like there's a lot of really funny stuff sure. in it too. Yeah. Um, so watch those two things. I'll mention a couple things real quick. Also, I watched the first episode of Loki, which appears oh. on Disney plus this week. Um, I, I, it's a good start. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Loki. I, I think it takes mm-hmm. an interesting angle on how to do one of these series. Uh, that it, it feels more in line with WandaVision as far as I don't necessarily know what to expect next compared to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's like I kind of get the idea, even though I'm still, you know, intrigued by what's going to happen. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I am, you know, obviously hope for the best for all of these, but it's, you know, it's another one of these Marvel shows. I like Tom Hiddleston's what he's doing here. Owen Wilson is cast in this. He's very good. Um, and per- I keep hearing that. That that always surprises me because he's not exactly known for being, oh my God, scene stealing Owen Wilson. Not necessarily, but I think he's being tasked to do the thing that he does as Owen Wilson, um, and I think it works really well in the atmosphere that they're putting him in. So okay, yeah. cool, cool. The last thing I'm maybe mention, maybe I'll watch uh, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to mention is Super Mario Brothers. Oh, the movie. Wait, though the. Bob Hoskins one? Yes, the Bob Hoskins one. I think that's the only Is one. Is there another, <laughs> Jimmy? Not yet. I DreamWorks Animation's were. working on it, guys. I uh, think you mean the Bob Hoskins John Leguizamo one? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean the Bob Hoskins John Leguizamo Dennis Hopper Samantha oh, yes. Mathis one. So I forgot Samantha Mathis was in that. Oh, yeah. Princess Daisy, of course. But not only did I watch this, what happened this week was there was a release of the original work print cut of Super Mario Brothers. So this is the fil- the, um, the version that was that existed before Nintendo got their hands more onto it. It's like we want to we gotta do something about this, um, and then it became wow. a horrible thing. So this movie is this version is like two hours and change. Uh, granted, it's a work print cut. It's not finished. It's sourced from like some VHS tapes, but it's been cleaned up. I'll put a link in the show notes too because it's completely free to watch. Um, oh. it, it it's not like the movie you know it's not like the previous movie was good. It's not like this one's necessarily better. But it's certainly interesting to watch a clearer version of what the directors, who were like a married couple, I believe, that made this movie. It's it seemed it's interesting to watch their version of what they had intended ultimately to some degree. Obviously, it's a work print, so they would have deleted stuff anyway. But mm-hmm. you get like there's different like there's how do you describe this? I'm not trying to take too much time on this. It's just it it feels more complete as far as what it's trying to do. But also the thing about that Mario Brothers movie is, well, they seem to just take the characters and make it Blade Runner. And it's like, that's weird. But I will say, despite the aesthetic choice, it does feel like, yeah, this is what a live action adaptation of a Mario Brothers movie would be like to some degree. Um, It happens to have a certain tone and style and look to it. But if you wanted to like graph these characters onto real life people, I get what they're trying to do with it. Movie's still not good, but it's certainly interesting to watch. So, <laughs> so if you if you feel like you know what, I have two hours, 
Like there's something there's something there to uh, to take into. <laughs> Again, this is not a good movie. I need to emphasize this. It's not like you're gonna come out thinking this is a secret masterpiece. It's not. But it, it's not it's not short on ambition in trying to do something, which I it which means a whole lot more than honestly a lot of these other video game adaptations that don't seem to try to trust anything beyond this will probably make money and then they don't anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So yeah, okay. so that that's on our quickies. Trademark. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's go down, let's move on. Let's get into some trailer talk where we talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week when it's coming out, what we thought of it, and what have you. This week we're talking Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Oh. This is his upcoming psychological horror film starring Thomas and McKenzie from uh, Jojo Rabbit and Leave No Trace and Anya Taylor Joy from Chess Shows. And um, I don't know why I need to subtitle it from the Queen's Gamut and all these things. Um, but um, the film, I, I, I don't know how to describe it exactly. It seems like there is a young woman who is in modern day times and seems to be going back and forth into the 60s, uh, where we see a lot of the kind of the mod scene or whatnot in uh, in England, in London. And um, horror ensues, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy, where, where, what do you think of this trailer? You know, I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. I always have been. I, I've never not liked one of his films, and I usually get really, really excited. I watched the trailer, and I kept thinking of uh, the Neon Demon, and I don't hmm. know why. And I don't. It. It. I don't know yet. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it looks interesting or if it looks pretentious. I honestly don't know yet. I haven't figured that out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm excited to see it because of the level of talent involved and because it's Edgar and I like the the cast. But did the trailer get me more excited? I don't know. Not really. Not really. I'm kind of I'm 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 still waiting. Still waiting. Mm-hmm. Verdict right. is not in yet. All right. He's still some 41-ing it. I'm still some 41-ing <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, exactly. We brought it back, Aaron. We brought it back. I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to use a certain song for the to give you for the the editing this week. Off the album, <laughs> does this look infected? Oh, that's a good album, by the way. I love that album. Yancy, how about you? What do you think of the trailer for Last Night in Soho? I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know, you know, the backstory on me is that I'm my I'm raising with my wife a 15 month old, so I've been fairly tuned out of what's coming up in theaters. So all I knew was that it was an Edgar Wright picture. I thought in my head that it was going to be like an after hours kind of a thing, like an all night crazy comedy going on during <clears throat> thinking, you know, New York Soho. Watching mm-hmm. then I then I read a one line description. Okay, no, it's more like Midnight in Paris, I guess, where she, but they get to go back to the 60s and she gets to, but then it takes this horror turn. All of that was surprising to me. Um, it looked good. I, I couldn't think of, uh, other than Midnight in Paris, I, I couldn't think of anything it, it looked like, and that's obviously not a horror movie. So, uh, mm-hmm. like seeing Terrence Stamp in there for a second as someone who would have been a major figure in Soho as, a, as, a, as like a model actor at the time, like, um, it looked good. It looked intriguing to me. And I'm someone who, as far as Edgar Wright goes, I, I love, um, Shaun of the Dead, and I liked uh, uh, um, um, the the one with Michael Sarah, uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim. But I haven't been hot on most of the other things, so this looked good to me. I'm I, I, he's a very talented guy, but I, I didn't like a last a few of the last ones. So this, I was surprised at how intriguing it looked. Hey. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this one. I mean, I there's just uh, Edgar Wright is a director that I I like watching his movies, and I like 
kind of how his brain works um, and how mm-hmm. kooky it can be, but also how sometimes it's off the, the very deep end in terms of like, oh, this is very thrillerish and bone chilling to some degree. You know, like we, we kind of like watch the world's end and we're just like, oh, yeah, this is a fun concept. But it's like, mm, how crazy would it be if there was just like a town full of like weird alien creatures that looked humanish but had blue blood and uh, were running everything? It's like, yeah, that's kind of a weird thought, you know, but um that being said, I, I am curious about how, like, aesthetically it looks great, uh, but I think from, like, a story standpoint, I'm like, I don't know, that, that trailer ended in a very strange place for me. Not in a bad way, just more of, like, was not expecting them to have um, a literal, you know, breaking through the fourth wall, third wall, second, fifth wall, I don't know what wall, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, just kind of, like, grabbing ankles. Yeah, a lot of walls, grabbing ankles and and making it look maybe spookier than it was. Um, but I would love to see just um, the mirroring effect of, of what's going to happen here. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it kind of keeping my hopes lowish to some degree just to um, be super thrilled uh, or just to experience another Edgar Wright feature. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, so I he hasn't missed for me, so I, I can't wait to see a new film from him, especially because he makes original movies, which is nice to see. Um, I will say, as far as, like, the trailer itself goes, as a piece of art, I really like how it was constructed. You mentioned the ending point. I mm-hmm. I really like when, when a, especially in horror, horror trailers, some horror trailers do this, as far as having, like, a freeze frame and, like, putting the title up there for you. Like, it... It's doing neat stuff in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Edgar Wright's films themselves. It's not like they don't do neat stuff. He's, if anything, he's he's shown that his penchant for specific editing styles, um, ways to play around with the camera, that's a big part of his filmography in general. And so I look forward to that, especially because you have um, uh, Chung Hoon Chung, who's the cinematographer for a lot of Park Chan-wook films. He's mm-hmm. working with him this one. That just makes me all kinds of intrigued as far as him doing something like this, especially because there's this period aspect to the film which is that's newish for Edgar right so I you know all of those elements from an aesthetic standpoint I just can't wait to see since it seems to be evoking you mentioned Neon Demon that's not wrong as far as like like a reffin thing in general but also yeah yeah especially Jimmy after we did that that whole um uh giallo in Italian horror episode last year not that this is necessarily being a trying to go for giallo but it's hard not to think of Suspiria to some degree as far as oh for sure use of color and whatnot so if yeah, that's for sure. is for for Edgar Wright making his first horror film, it well I guess it's not that's a horror film. He's making a new horror film. <laughs> I I'm I'm entertained by the direction he seems to be going with it because we whether or not there's any sense of levity in it, it certainly seems like he wants to go for broke on the thriller angle, and I'm all yeah. for it. I'm all for seeing what that is. Yeah. Also, Matt Smith is always creepy to me, so like, you know seems like they've <laughs> harnessed that really well in the few times that I saw him in this trailer. So. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, you're I, absolutely right. I, mm-hmm. I get you on the Suspiria. That, that's another. It, it's a very interesting looking film, and and the the right cinematographer. But yeah. I'm, yeah, the story part. I'm just like I'm not completely there yet. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but, don't, but know. I, I, don't know. But I'm I'm certainly intrigued. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Last night in Soho, it hits theaters uh, October 22nd. So I got a few months on that one. Wow. But uh, all right. Let's uh let's move on now, guys. Let's get to our main review for The Conjuring, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. 
I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. In 1981, Arnie Johnson pled not guilty. We think this family was cursed. By reason of demonic possession. I am not going before a grand jury and saying he was possessed by demons. Whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. That should have been some of the trailer for The Conjuring called The Devil Made Me Do It. What's more interesting to talk about? Turning self-proclaimed demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren into the Tony Starks of the Conjuring universe as they serve as the center of the series, busting goats, ghosts and maintaining, goats? and maintaining a healthy marriage? Or is it the universe itself? Since the last time we saw a Conjuring film, there have been two Annabelles, a nun, and a La Llorona, which only sort of counts. Regardless, it's a popular franchise, but we are now back with the Warrens, who are investigating the case of the murdered landlord, as Arnie Johnson claims a possession made him do it. Moving beyond one haunted house, will the Warrens be able to find out the truth? Jimmy, did you enjoy this return to the Conjurverse? Look, I love these movies. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the original. I, I love this. And I'm talking, like, I'm I'm a Warren fan. Like, I like the I like the Conjuring films. I love Annabelle Comes Home because of the Warrens. I think Vera and Patrick are incredible. And, you know, they... Even if they did just a completely shitty movie, they're so good together, I would be in. Uh, I was very happy with this film. I was very pleasantly surprised. I wasn't sure what to expect with James Wan stepping aside. But I feel like they it fits very, very beautifully in the, uh, the quote-unquote Conjuring trilogy is what I've been calling it because – you know, there's three. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I like the fact that it went in a little different, uh, different direction. I like the, uh, and I don't want to give. T- I, we're not doing spoilers, I'm assuming, so I'm not going to get too spoilerific. Right. But I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It do, you know, I, I think there, you could easily say, well, it's not quite as good as the other two, but I don't know if it needed to be. I think it, as, you know, it's always an awkward transition when you get a new director stepping in. And I think Michael did a nice job, and I, I'm, yeah, I loved it. I, I, I'm a big fan, and I'm, I'm still a fan of all the Conjuring movies, at least. So, yeah, there you go. The director being Michael Chavez, who directed The Curse of La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yancey, how about you? Where, where are you with Conjuring films in general? What do you think of this film? Well, I don't think I've seen any beyond the, the two Conjuring, you know, the Conjuring and the Conjuring two. I'm, I, I, why is The Curse of La Llorona not? it's not it's not in the same the only they dropped a little bit of a hint in but it really isn't connected to this this, it's, this because theory. it's because it's a it's a warner brothers film that's produced by james wan but sure. mm-hmm. warner brothers is saying specifically that they don't want it to count but the in spite yeah. of that i mean the right. hint is the annabelle doll is in it along with a character from the movie annabelle so it's like mm-hmm. oh how would this not be related <laughs> like it's yeah yeah but in terms of i guess branding wise i can understand why they're not doing it but i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah, no okay um i yeah but i agree with almost everything that was said there i i think that uh i think that it is of a piece with the other two i think should they stop I don't, i'm sure they won't stop now but if, if they were to stop now they've, they've got one of the rare sort of three for three series that I think will last very well and be, and be, mm-hmm. you know, watched at slumber parties and whatnot for another 20, 25 years. Cause they're all 
solid, you know, this one, I, I couldn't tell direction wise. I, if you told me it was James Wan, I would have thought it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, the two leads are, as you said, they're, they're, they're both very good and, and, and very comfortable. It's just, it, it was a fun, scary movie. I think, you know, the thing I was, the th- there isn't that much to say about it. So the thing that I've been thinking about the most is that times have really changed that, you know, just cause it's part three of this series. I think some people, I read a few reviews that were sort of really dismissive of it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was just fatigue, franchise fatigue, and sort of the burned-in idea that if it's part three of anything, it's not going to be very good. But these days, that's your A movie. Conjuring 3 is your A Friday night opening night movie. So yeah. they put a lot of effort into them. The comparison I made earlier talking to these guys was that, like, I watched The Omen recently, the old Richard Donner Omen movie, which I think is really slick and, and really strong, good, like, solid horror movie. And I don't think I don't think the first conjuring is on the level of that movie for me it's, it's not as effective for me but i think both of the sequels of the conjuring are better than not by a huge amount but better than the sequels to the omen i think that these days at least just because it's called something something three you know everyone more often than not really you get a movie that 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 that, that gets the job done like like this one did yeah i enjoyed it i wasn't looking at my watch i i, I, I enjoyed it mm-hmm I think one of the put that next to the Space Jam poster. Wasn't looking at my watch. Can I can I put (laughs) one thing when I I want to say and I and I know this is going to be a little controversial, but I I I I read some of the reviews and I read some of the reactions to people good dismissing it and being like, well, James Wan brings up style. I guarantee you, most of those people, if they release this as James Wan and did not change a single frame, people would be praising it. Yeah, I, I, I 100% believe that because I'm sorry, I'm a critic, but a lot of critics are biased when it comes to horror. And it's it's you know, look, I'm not saying that every single critic is it would be that way. I'm sure there's plenty that are not that would that just didn't it didn't work for them. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of the reactions I've been reading, I'm like. It it really just sounds like some no, it's not James Wan. So, no, I don't like it. And it just <laughs> like whatever. Come Jimmy, on, that's dude. enough about your good friend uh, on your other podcast, man. <laughs> good Ryan Cooper impression, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah no, I was like oh damn I can't remember the name of Jimmy. No Tony. we hey we Ryan loved it we we both because we had Michael on our on Sound Scary he was on this past Friday Sound Scary and uh, I we legit loved it we legit had a great time with this First movie all, I've seen it like three times podcast title uh, sounds scary that's a great podcast Dave yeah. thank you how many times have you listened uh, zero <laughs> but I'm gonna listen now I'm gonna subscribe to you we're gonna have you, gonna, you can purchase the first season on Amazon. <laughs> you, yes. you can do that. It's going to live record. You know, you Jimmy, that. that sounds scary enough for me. Uh, oh my I'll, I'll go next just because I want to address yeah. what you're talking about, Jimmy. Um, mm-hmm. As far as directorially goes, I, I will say I recently watched the first two Conjuring films again because I hadn't seen them since I saw them in theaters. I think Same, yeah. I, I think they're good enough. I'm not the biggest fan of the Conjuring films. I don't dislike them. They're just... You know, they're horror movies that I liked in the moment and just don't really think about them too much. Uh, mm-hmm. That said, watching this third one, I, I'm not going to say it's like leaps and bounds difference, but, uh, you know, I, I do feel I do feel that there is, you know, you you can for, you know, someone that actually takes this in a bit. Yeah, I do think there's a noticeable change as far as how things are acting, as far as it, it looks like it's laying out the tracks of a James Wan film without actually being one in terms of like the use of focus or some steady cam shots or what have you. It's just a different yeah, director. It is. It is a different well, it director. Is. It's and just I'm, a different and, director. Yeah, and, and I'm not and, trying to, like, I, you know. Oh. oh. What the hell? 
Sorry. Is there a demon in the back? Oh my god! That's not me. What's going on? Sorry, that was me. I ruined your show. What? That was that was intense. That was the best thing that's ever happened on the show. We had a rock and roll. Like a haunted drum set, sort of like. That's what it was. It was. It was Yancy, are you okay? First but, things first. What, I'm what, fine. What, sorry, accidentally play on my VLC media player. You're there. all good. You're all good. Uh, to what to what I was go. saying, Jimmy, is it's not yeah, that. Go it, on. It's it's not that you know, noticing a difference is making it lesser for me. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think the film is lesser because it's not James, or at least not in terms of the direction. Well, because you're all, you also have, you, I'm going to compliment you really quick because you, (laughs) you are a, you, I think you're a legit good critic. I, I, and there's a few that I would question. Fair enough. Yeah, I wouldn't question you. And I appreciate it. But to get to the, in terms terms of talking about the movie and the direction, it's Mm -hmm. both welcome that there's a difference here, but also a little, I don't know, a little, a little detracting because it, I, what I, for, as far as for La Llorona, a film I didn't really like what I did, the things I did like in that movie were when it seemed like Chavez was going for like a Sam Raimi touch as far as some of the horror sequences. Like that felt mm. like he was, that's what he was aiming at. Um, mm. I'm not saying that that needed to be in this movie, but it does feel like compared to La Llorona where he was operating on, you know, however he saw fit because it's his movie. It feels like he was trying to make something that, you know, fit within that universe. That's not necessarily bad, but, yeah, you, yeah, but, but you sure. have, but it comes down to, you have a cover artist doing the thing and, you know, it's just not necessarily up to par. I wouldn't I, feel that way, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's, that's, that's where I'm coming at it from because, but, sure. the diff, but what I think helps with that is the fact that you do change things up. This isn't a movie that's focused mm-hmm. on one single house with one family. It's focused on moving around a bit, having the Warrens act as detectives, essentially. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting move for the film to make. Um, I do, I do miss being more endeared with the family, like the main people we're being involved with, because honestly, I just didn't really care about Arnie Johnson. Like that was. Oh, seriously? That was, yeah, that I, was, I like those two a lot. Was, was we'll really, get to, we'll get to this one. I'm just trying to sum up my thoughts <laughs> on this, and then we'll get to okay. Abe, and then we can then we can talk more about it. But like I, cool. I, ha- I had an issue with only caring about the Warrens. Now, the fact that the Warrens are very good, as far as Patrick Wilson and Vera Maria go, that helps, mm. obviously. They're the center of the series, and I like, I appreciate what they did as actors. But I just... The, the stakes of this film should have been... You know, they should have... I, I, I wanted to feel more involved with the people that are suffering from this, and therefore I'm hope so. So I'm really hopeful that the Warrens solved this case. And it just... I didn't feel that as much as I did with the other films, where, yes, you do care about those families, because you don't want to see those people get hurt. I don't, you know, I don't want to see Arnie Johnson and people get hurt necessarily, but I, I didn't, the film didn't give me enough compel, you know, to compel me to really want that to, compared to the other films. So it just like things like that kept holding me back from liking this film more. Are there effective scary moments? Yes, there are. There are some. There, there might not, there's not necessarily like a signature piece in the same way that I feel like the first two Conjuring films do with like the clap hands thing or the nun, obviously, in two. But I think overall, like Yancey, you said, it's a well-made horror film. I think it does mm-hmm. the job it's trying to do. It does it effectively enough. It would work in a it, with an audience. It'll work, you know, as far as being a part of a series that has three solid entries. On that level, yes, it does. It does what it needs to do. So therefore, I like the movie overall. But Abe, mm-hmm. how about you? Where, where are you coming from on this? Yeah, I think the way that you ended your your uh, quick synopsis there was how I feel about it. These are three solid movies in mm-hmm. an entry where it's like. You, we've all seen movies slip right after the first movie. It's a strong first movie. 
And then the second and third, or the subsequent four more, like the Leprechaun series, just gets like really out of hand. Your go-to hey, hey, what now, do, don't what mess with Leprechaun, man. Back to the hood. Back to the fucking hood. Well, I mean, Leprechaun man. in space wasn't terrible, but it's also like, what? Um, but no, I mean, we, we've seen this like with the Friday the 13th series as well, and maybe even like with the Freddy series. But what I like about this movie is that it, you know, the entire series itself has kind of always been like the Ed and Lorraine detective demon detective series yes. right? um yeah. and that's kind of how i viewed this one too i i will say that there's a good amount of exploratory let's kind of shift focus from like the family to what aaron is saying into like the ed and lorraine side of the house and they've been doing that with the nun and they've been doing that with the other movies as as we go along too we we kind of learn more about them even their daughter is growing up in this one versus like mm-hmm. the where she's like you know nine or whatever but well, well to be to be fair the like the last annabelle film was set before the first con or concurrently with the first contract film and so like they had to like have the they had to count what mckenna grace as the daughter because like she's too old to keep playing the same <laughs> yeah. but but they bought but they brought the same actress back for the third contract movie that played her daughter Boom. in the first two movies yeah. so. it works out yeah it works out yeah. Yeah. but I, I will say that what i did miss and this is not a slight at at michael chavez it's more of just i think that i really enjoyed the uneasiness that i get with the james bond movies throughout the movie mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even like the less scary moments like where you're just like talking about hey by the way this book is weird and um hey did you go check out the basement maybe we should go check the basement like those like the sense of the general sense of like i don't like what i'm seeing is kind of what I, I missed about uh, maybe this one. This is not a, a negative at all. It's just more of like what you guys have all explained as like a different taste, a different style. Because mm. um, I, I agree with like, you. I do, there's a sense of dread because you're you're in a house that you know is haunted, essentially. Well, yeah. not only that, but I mean like just like everything is making me be on my toes, so to speak. Like I I even dislike strongly. I strongly dislike the opening credits of the Conjuring movie. Like where it's just like old timey photos and like some uh. scary ass song. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching here, but I feel really disturbed by what I'm seeing. Uh, <laughs> and then it just goes into the movie. But what I, I think that this movie sort of it doesn't it's not that it lacks it, but Aaron was kind of touching upon this, which is like I, I kind of didn't really get a sense of like the Arnie character or like the family character. And this is not um this is not to say that they weren't transparent throughout the movie. I mean they are a part of it, but mm-hmm. I couldn't feel like that that strange plight like with Lily Tomlin's character. I'm like, oh, I hope that she makes it out OK. And, you know, she seems like she's having a hard time right now. Like, with her wait, Lily Tomlin? The road. Did you say Lily Tomlin oh, or Lily Taylor? I don't remember uh, her. Yeah, Lily Tomlinson just she would have she would have sat back in that. Ghost she really had a t- strong talking to. She was pointing her finger <laughs> yeah. at it a lot. Now you listen <laughs> here. You listen good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, but I think that there's there's just like a general sense of dread that I got in the other ones. Um, and this is not because James Bond is a better director or whatever else. I think because we did center around those houses. Aaron and I talked about this many times. Juan is very good at at giving you a, a layout, and you know that layout very well. Like I can still name you, I can still go through and and give you a walkthrough of the home in the in the Conjuring and also in Insidious, right? Mm. But it's it's a weird thing for you to have that sense that you are enveloped in this story. But what I liked about this one is that it sort of expanded. Uh, and said like, hey, by the way, you know, like we are going to focus on like this haunting or this demonic curse. But I also want to focus on the the Warrens and how yeah. this may be affecting their lives. Like not even from like a, oh, we've seen too many scary things, but more of like, oh, we're growing older and, you know, we, we have our own life to live. But 
I think the thing that they sort of miss out on this one is um, like they, they connect things in a dot. Like it's it's displayed on a map anyway. Like they they're connecting things, but I would have liked a, maybe like a stronger connection. Like I still don't really get a sense of why this is happening. And there's like a character in the movie that literally says like it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. And I and I get that, I totally do. But it would have been nice to be like, oh, okay, that's why this eight year old boy was first targeted or what have you, you know, like, um, and maybe why this family or it wasn't a, it just didn't matter the family, it just. I just cared about the house and whatever else. So, mm. But, you know, like the, the takeaways that I have from this movie are one, if I'm buying a house, check the crawl space. <laughs> uh, two, uh, try not to live near any bodies of water, I guess. And uh, three, you know, like if you feel something, you should probably just sell the house again, like immediately sell the if house. If there's, if there's yeah. issues I have with the movie, I think it's more the screenplay than anything. I, the direction is fine to me. Like, it, you know, like, yeah, regardless, that's like, fair. I have no like issue with, the fact that it changed, I can, I can, I feel I can see the difference, but like that's not something that was holding me back from embracing the film. But right. I do think from a, from a writing standpoint, it, it feels like there were interesting routes it could have taken and it chooses not to, mainly involving, you know, the, the court case that's taking place All and right. how to incorporate that more. Um, well, that's a little tricky too, because the court case is a, a kind of uneventful to be the real thing. I mean, the real, what really happened, and it's not the most exciting sure. you know you have I mean, to every think, court case is uneventful it's how you yeah, film it so that's making cinematic <laughs> i guess why i kind of, kind of disagree is because i feel like this movie is really it is it's the most warren-esque of all three it, it is. really is sure. and i the, uh, here's the thing the fans love that they are phenomenal in these movies both vera both patrick it's really i mean these movies are as much a love story as they are a horror film they really are Sure. Yeah. I I agree. I, I, I will mean, say this. It's not it's not that I'm saying I needed like you know people be on the stand and get lawyers to go back and forth about demons and whatnot. That's not. It's more of just some of the cursory stuff around it that seemed like it was shortcutted to get through to get to some other stuff. Like there's a scene where Wilson and for me they meet with they meet with the lawyer for Arnie and he's like you should come over for dinner. We'll show you Annabelle and everything. And then they just cut to the next day where they're at court giving a an arraignment and I'm like. I wanted to see that dinner. Like I wanted yeah, to but see she, them no, do it. Like so the purpose of that is like she's shaken up by what she saw. I did. I, yeah, I, I, on her I, face, I, she seems. Yeah, it's on her face. She's yeah. like, oh that shit. That didn't like, register. Like, I, I was. Real. I was thinking that too. But why? It just didn't register to me that she was affected. It just felt like sure. okay, it's a shortcut to get to the next scene. It's like yeah. okay, it's and it's. I, I mean, I'm single out one scene. It just felt like there's there's more stuff that I felt would be interesting to see as far as a movie that's based around this guy that's stuck in a trial because he's saying the devil made him do something. I, I feel like I want to get more of that, but I, yeah. I, I, I get that it's centering on the war. And so, yeah, Arnie's not yeah. the main focus of this thing. See, but... I got enough of that. I, I, I think, well, part of me, I was just kind of fascinated with the, the, the case a little bit. And I knew a little bit about the uh, possession, the, or the earlier exorcism. And mm -hmm. so I, I maybe going in, I knew more about this stuff and I knew about this case. And I knew kind of what happened. So that could be maybe why I was kind of more invested in their story and the the, the arnie's story and, and the boy's story uh maybe sure yeah maybe you know yeah i mean you know to be well i was gonna say like to be fair i mean like you know if this guy's like blessing blondie and like dancing with your girlfriend i mean you'd probably want to punch his face out too yeah exactly exactly although dancing the blondie i'd be in pretty in pretty fun. great yeah but they were playing it pretty loud yeah uh, it's super loud yeah yeah are you, are you fine with like how this story was playing out script wise yeah, I don't think I think the I think uh, the 
the the the court cases of can of worms they start if you start prodding with that part of the movie too much you probably can't have the rest of the movie Um, exactly exactly with that you know, and at the end of the day, even though I do like the fact that they changed it up from the houses, the house settings of the first two, I still think we wanted to see all that running around in tunnels and and stuff. And I and I was you know I was surprised that a little little of it took place in the court as it did. And and I also both my wife and I were like, well, now I want to know more about this actual story. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the movie itself was just enough reinvention. Just enough refocusing on Wilson and Farmiga as the leads. Um, you know, it was it was it was it, it was effective. I mean, you know, on some level, it was like the third episode of a television show, but it, it's a good TV show. It's so very far. much case of the week. It has that feeling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, it does feel that way. But I would agree that you know, as as we have, I, I was I'm with the Nancy. It's like I'm surprised they actually showed they showed core scenes at all, uh, or even just like they they probably should have stopped after like one of them because like okay, I get it. He's on trial for. Uh, manslaughter slash murder ends up being manslaughter. Well, that, that's part of what I'm saying too. It's like, well, if you're not going to do much, then get rid of it. Like that's kind of yeah. my thought is then. Because like the other th- the other thing that I was kind of getting into is like, as I was watching this universe sort of expand, is like, okay, well, now we're getting moving away from like haunted houses and ghosts into the occult and you know uh, satanists and um, which is like, also interesting. I'd like to see more. Which of that. is interesting, yeah, <laughs> and it also gets into like. Uh, this is a larger topic to tackle because it's not just like one person necessarily or one thing. It's a specific case, but it becomes one of those like, oh, this this case is super intriguing. If all things hold true, Jimmy might know more than we do in terms of like the priest and and who the occultist uh, is. Uh, but one of those things where it's like, oh, this is a pretty interesting case. I don't know if I would have uh, necessarily revealed this information, but if it's true, then. That makes it all the more like disturbing, I suppose. But I, I would have been interested to see more of not so much the hauntings and the and the scares, but more of just like, oh, I can see why they tried to do the or why this person was was uh, trying to get to where they were going, like the the main antagonist. And this is not to say that I need to understand into an antagonist. I mean, this is like a case of of murder and um, of like very demonic, devilish things. Uh, so not all things can be explained necessarily. Um, but if you're going to give me that pathway, it would be interesting to just be like, oh, well, that shit is fucking bonkers. And that scares me more than perhaps even like some of the early things. I will say in terms of like scary scenes or not scary scenes, but that opening sequence is very good. It's the mm-hmm. peak. Of the oh, peak. That's fun. the peak for me as far as the film goes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this I- is- Shower ring fingers. That was that was a fantastic image. The black fingers. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, the image I, of the movie right there. Yeah. I wanted to kind of jump in on sure. a, but because I, I I see what you're saying, and I think the the reason that for me personally, you're describing the Exorcism of Emily Emily Rose, which I don't oh, think is a, I yeah. don't think it's a very good film. I'm not a big fan of that movie. I I I know a lot of people love that film, but it's so court case and it's just kind of dull. And it doesn't and it, it's also look, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't I don't know fully where I stand on my belief in exorcisms because I are being possessed by Satan. I, I think it's more mental illness. Um, I'm not really I won't go too deep into that, but I, I, I think it just would have been a different film. I agree. You know, right. had you, and, and yeah. that's that you, you and most conjuring fans, if they did, it was just a court case. They'd be like, really? Are yeah, you, you're fucking kidding me. I, I I just don't think it would work. I I'd be interested to see what you think of. Have you seen the Exorcism of Emily Rose? 
I'm not. A I have fan. not. I th- I think it's fine. I don't. It's know. fine. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very much fine. That's Derrickson, right? Bad. That's his first movie. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. I mean, in, in complaining about the court thing, it's not that I necessarily needed like more of that. It's just more if it's gonna flirt with it, I wish there's something more to come out of it, or just not do it. Obviously, you can't expel it completely because that's the whole point of the damn movie (laughs) but it's like if it just gave me text of like what happened to arnie johnson i would have been fine with that as opposed to like seeing the belabored sequences of him in a court and the judge doing a thing and the jury Mm -hmm. saying a thing it's like okay that's fine but yeah if the movie's going to be centered on the warrens center around the warrens and this is you're not wrong that is this is the most warren centered film compared to the other two where they're for sure they're kind of like supporting until the families are like, I guess we need some demonologists up in this place. And then they get the wards to come over. Um, but... You rang? Yeah. <laughs> Did someone say demonologist? <laughs> yeah. It's just like lightning strike as they like, they open the door. Yeah, cloud of smoke. It's, but, it's, but, fu- uh, it's funny too. I mean, Oh no, go on go on. Eric. I was just, yeah. So, I mean, regardless of the, the, the court aspects that, I mean, uh, you also mentioned like the occult thing. It makes me wonder like if there's, more of an overall plan for this thing i don't think we have i mean like yancy you said i don't i wouldn't doubt there will be a fourth conjuring film especially if this one makes sure. more money because they're not yeah. they're not expensive and it's gonna make yeah. money but right. it's like right. i i don't know you know because this is such a new thing as far as a specifically an expanded horror universe where you have all these spin-offs or whatnot i don't know if it needs some kind of like big bad type character you know like a thanos or whatever but like oh. by introducing this occultist aspect which was introduced in annabelle the first one mm-hmm. I do wonder if there's like some kind of, even though these are based on true stories, if there's some kind of like, you know, ultimate goal in these movies that they have in mind where like, you know, the leader of this occult group or the main <laughs> demon behind them is like this yeah. thing that the Warrens will eventually have to take on with the help. I of, hope with, to <laughs> God something else. Not. Yeah, oh I hope God. not. Yeah. We're gonna have like another druid case with a terrible Halloween sequel. So, yeah, like this rival Aaron, team. Aaron, I just want to quickly interject and say you're you're encapsulating what I was trying to say in a much better way. Okay. Which is to say like, which is say like, you know, it it would be I think it would be like difficult to just be like, let's go down a pathway of trying to find like the main big bad, and you know, it, it's just like it becomes more difficult at that time because a haunted house is a singular thing, um, and it's not as though we don't know who we're trying to like go against like good versus evil like the devil dark. Is the answer yeah, to that question. <laughs> the devil, right and then you know it comes yeah. in many forms kind of thing but it'd be difficult to be like if we were to go down that pathway in that rabbit hole of, of what um the folks over in um paranormal activity did where it's like okay well i guess we have to kill everybody on that side of the family then believe it <laughs> i mean that has like a I mean, because I, I, I like the, I like what it's trying to do, like it, but it's also it does it very, you know, in bit pieces. You know, it's not a whole movie focused on entirely a, like a. Regardless, the, with with this movie, I'm not saying I want some big bad thing either. It's just more of again, if it's flirting with this idea that there's this like running theme of this cult thing that's going on, you know, I I I, I want to see it either do something more with that or stop kind of jerking me around with some of these things. Like I. I you know the first two Conjuring films are very standalone, right? I mean they're yeah. obviously connected. To, they like they've led to spinoffs, but in terms of a film as a as a piece, you know they're basically their own thing. I I feel like I'm less sure with this one because it seems to deliberately want to flirt with some ideas that it's not capable of handling because that's not the kind of movie franchise it is. It's not a film that's it's, going to be. Yeah, it's I not a film that's going to. It's it. it's a film that it has Ed and Lorraine Warren and it's not about to challenge them. They are presented as heroes, so it's not going to give me 
anything to chew on as far as their validity, and it's not going to do anything with this cult stuff, no matter how much it matches up to reality. So it's like, sure. okay, like cool that that's the, there, the, I guess. I, just, they can't, I don't know if the Warrens were involved in that, but we don't want to get into the McMartin stuff, because that's all hogwash. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of that Titanic Panic stuff that, that occurred in the 80s turned out to be just hysteria, so... Yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't believe the uh, Warrens were involved, and actually, when I interviewed uh, Patrick and Vera, I asked him, he was wearing a Satanic Panic t-shirt. Oh, really? <laughs> and, I, you know, I kind of... That's just the name of his he, childhood band, of course. <laughs> and he was like, you know, he was like, Obvi- you know, we don't really... This was a, before that kind of happened. This takes place before right. that, so it, we, you know, it, there was a real discussion about Satanic panic i don't think that will ever factor into these movies and and you're absolutely right i mean satanic panic because a bunch of i mean we've seen it recently uh, you know what what happens when many americans kind of become cult-like and suddenly obsessed thinking certain things are crazy crap is going happening and Mm -hmm. you know preschool teachers are eating children and or whatever they were doing or raping children uh it's it it was it was very sick and it's it, it shows what that kind of sick kind of cons- conspiracy theorist idea can do to people it destroys people's lives and it's sad it's and these really... movies are just not tackling that kind of debt they're, no they're, 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 they're and they should like, they should no they don't need to yeah you're, you're yeah, right. they, don't yeah they, re- they really don't and they're very siloed and that's a good thing which is why i think that mm-hmm. this one it felt as though if it wasn't going to be siloed with just we're dealing with this case with arnie and that eight-year-old boy i forget his name um, david david yeah, yeah then then you know if we're trying to tackle something else, I think that'd be difficult to, to take on. I do want to ask you guys, like, were there, minus like the opening sequence, did you guys find effective scares in this movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying I to think of so specific jumps, but yeah, the, like you mentioned the shower rings thing, that was like a neat, like, sequence. The waterbed's a cool idea. I <laughs> I, I wish there was more out of it, because it just, I mean, the, the, the conjurings are all kind of the same as far as those go. It's, it's, there's more you're not wrong there's more dread i think than the other two but for the most part it's a lot of jump scares they're earned they're well earned (laughs) jump scares but for the most part it doesn't that that was i mean that again that was one of my it's kind of one of my issues with this film it just didn't feel like it lingered as much as you know the nun in two or the crooked man in two or the um, the old man on the tv and because i just watched these so they're very fresh in my mind yeah (laughs) yeah, in two or or like the hit the whole hand the hand clap thing in the first one which i think that was a signature part of the marketing for a good reason i didn't watch in the trailers and i was effectively scared by it Yeah, and that's I, dude, kind of I why I was let down by the first one because I thought it peaked with those trailers, and I'm like, well, that, that's okay. There's more. I mean, it's, I think it's a good movie, but it just it never topped like what I got out of the scare from that, for, sure. from, at least from a scary point. Like as far as like quality film goes, yeah, there's other stuff there. Well, you're also dealing with true stories to an extent, so it's not. The, and this is why I li- this is a big reason why I like these movies is that it's not a unnecessary body count. It's <laughs> not. There is no body count because it's just these are. In stories that kind of are based in truth, I don't, you know, I with I don't know how much of the cult stuff is true. I know the exorcism was true, and I know the court case was true. I don't know if there was actually a cult connection in the real life situation. I don't think there was actually. I don't mm-hmm. believe there was. But what I like about these is there's I, I did feel a sense of dread in this one. I definitely like that. I don't want to give too much away. I like the morgue sequence a lot. That was really creepy. Sure. Um, I'm waiting for that I, spinoff I, movie, The Fat Corpse. Yeah, no, <laughs> no that, I, that's scarce versus own dark. Honestly, like I, as a fan of these movies, I watch them for Vera and Patrick. I mean, that's really yeah. why I watch them. And uh, 
you know, when you have that kind of acting and that kind of chemistry on display, it makes it easy to care about the rest of it. And and I I like the uh, I like the kind of I don't know the relate. I like that it was these two people. I thought both Sarah Catherine and Sarah Catherine Hook and and uh, R- uh, Rory O'Connor, I believe is yes. how you pronounce it. I thought they were really good. I thought they did a, such a lovely job and kind of you know it's 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 funny because I've seen yeah. a lot of these types of possession movies. You know, uh, most notably the Amityville Two, the possession. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny um let's, let's table that let's table that for a second i want to get that to abe's question i want to hear what you answer you have to say do you have any do you have any like scary moments in particular that stuck out to you um in this one i would not say that a few are you know they are so removed i remember any of the you know the, yeah. the, the big with the linebacker rushing rushing the big fat dead guy rushing him in the in the morgue or whatever that was Nah, I wouldn't say. I said yeah. Yeah, the the fingers. Some of the uh, boy, the movie really they must have smashed a lot of cabbages in terms of <laughs> making sound effects for those bodies being wrenched apart. They really, really laid into that of like the sound right. of bodies being just horribly squeezed. Yeah, um, I, it's weird because like I, I I would agree with you guys that you know not really anything like stood out in terms of like oh I'm gonna stay up all night thinking about it. But the two scares that kind of like got me the most, and they, it's so, not even that they were like they got me, just more of like I don't like what I'm seeing here. It, one involves a cereal box, and then the other involves um, a shadow effect, which was like, oh, that's really that was a really cool way that they played that. And you know, are you, you talking expect- about the uh, the uh, the day day to night sequence? No, um, just toward the end where like you, the occultist is like talking to somebody with a book. Um, okay. And I was like, oh, that was, a, that was a cool way for me to, to experience that. But um, no, like, again, that cereal box, you know, it's like, I know what I'm going to see here, but I'm also like, <laughs> I don't like it. Like, I don't like <laughs> slow moving scares. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I stop it, guys. Like, just either gonna jump scare me or like, you know, stop making like the books sl- or the door slowly open and creak. And then like me slowly hearing footsteps, like, don't do that stuff to me because I don't like the tense build up. But you, you, know. you mentioned the occultist. I will say I did like the fact that there's a. There's like a a villain in this like there's villains obviously in the other cup but there's like there's a there's more of a face on the villain this time I don't know how to phrase this without spoiling the guy too deep yeah it's this. very difficult to say without spoiling right but there's there's more of there's like there's there's a more human intent uh, going on sure. in this film yeah. compared to the other ones which I found to be again I like that that's different I like that that's something else and there's a very yeah. specific movie it reminds me of but again that will be more of a spoiler um, but but I I did like that there was this thing there but also I like that it incorporated um Vera for me you know um, Lorraine's her abilities I guess like and how mm-hmm. it's how it allows her to connect with things I thought that was neat like we've already seen her be able to kind of enter the spirit world or whatever in the other two movies this one it like it puts a new wrinkle on that so i thought i thought that was interesting mm, nice yeah i agree with that but and, and i mean it's starting to get back to like the actors and stuff jimmy i i do i i agree with you i do think the i it's not that i think the like the arnie johnson like that those cast members are bad the little boy is played by one of the kids from uh, the house the the haunting of hill house if i'm not mistaken <laughs> is that right yeah yeah, yeah. um i guess he's gonna make a name that, for himself not, not that i know i've never seen it but you know <laughs> <laughs> but um 
it's not that I think they're necessarily bad or that I don't think their scenes are effective. Like I think a kid, a guy trapped in a, is he in a hospital? Like a prison hospital? Is that what he's, he's in? He's in a prison hospital. Yeah. yeah like prison a guy hospital. trapped in a prison hospital where you can't get out. You're sometimes shackled and there's, you know, demons trying to fuck with you. Yeah. That's not great. Like I, I, yeah. I feel the emotion of those scenes. I don't know if it's just a writing thing or just the nature of the film itself. It just wasn't like capturing me in the same way I worried about, you know, the kids stuck in the house and the conjuring yeah. two and, and one. Like I felt like those, I hear you. those, those hit, me, those hit yeah, me harder yeah. as far as I really don't want bad things to happen to these children where this mm-hmm. guy's like, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> like it just didn't well, hit me as hard. Let me ask you that. And I, I mean, this is a, this is a genuine question. Do you think part of that comes from the fact that they're children? That yes, you're easily. seeing children. Very much so. Yeah. And it's an adult. I mean, you, you're, you know, it still sucks, but which, yeah, and that makes sense. That's a that's a fair it, fair it's, comment. It's that plus like, I what I like something I like about those films is that they it's it doesn't feel like the time of day matters. Like night is obviously the right. most effective, but it feels like <laughs> it feels like it's just always scary when things are happening in those houses. Where this, it feels like the atmosphere was always dreadfully moody whenever something was going to happen to this guy, and it's like mm. there's no there, there wasn't like a Mm, a, a sense of like there was no like invading the normalcy like it was just all it was always going to be creepy it's like it's that it's like the opposite of insidious where insidious i like because not only was the scary house scary but the normal house was also scary like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, Which is one of the, one, i still claim that that's like one of the best that's things the genius thing like we got to move out yeah. of here so they moved out of there and it's still terrifying yeah. like oh by the way we're still haunted <laughs> yeah where this movie it's like this prison hospital like even if there wasn't a demon it felt like this place was haunted like that's just how it feels presented to me Sure, for, for fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I will say that the one of the one of the things that I also liked about this, where I feel like it could go, in terms of like the the Warren story, is kind of like the lovely bones aspect of this. Um, and I was like, I kind of like that because it's some sort of uh, closure to some degree, um, and that was nice. But also, that wasn't really the central conceit of the of the entire storyline. It kind of just was a. Um, like a cog in the continuation of this storyline that we're seeing. But that one was like, oh, well, I would be curious, like, how the Warrens might, I don't know, later in their lives, like, if they stopped doing, like, paranormal investigations and we're just, like, we're just going to help out with, like, these police case files um, and trying to solve, like, these unsolved mysteries. But I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll go. I, I, look, there, there's going to be another one. I'm, I would be shocked because I do think this will do really well. I do think audiences really, for some reason, uh, they just connect to them. And I, it I seems like that, for me, again, Wilson are just also really into playing these people. Like it seems like it's yeah, they're just honestly, that's like the most fun you can ever have is interviewing them for one of these movies. Like mm-hmm. they are just. I, it's it's they they really seem to get these characters and they really like you know there there's there's real joy working together i yeah. i see that with them and i i think that comes across too and i you know i i i remember watching this one the first time and just going it, it's amazing how much i care about these two people on sure. screen yeah. and that that impresses me that's i think right. that's why i'm a I'm a super duper ooper fan of these movies in general. I just, I connect to them and I like, you yeah. know, I, and I'm, I lucky enough to have gotten to meet Lorraine Warren and it was, you know, she's a very interesting woman to me. And it, it, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I, it's fascinating to me. And I, yeah. I, I, Hey, bring on more. I want, I want more. I'm good. Yeah. Yancy, <laughs> would, you, Yancy, would you want more of these? Or are you inspired to watch any of the other conjuring films? 
or like I'm actually vaguely curious now to watch some of the other ones in the series now that you I know they're not all equally well regarded but I'm sort of curious I mean, to see personally personally I think the second Annabelle is the best of this whole universe like that's me like really? I, I really, really? Like the second. yeah is that the really? Well, it's like a flat. It's like a. It's a. It's the prequel to Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle <laughs> comes home, 2019. It's, yeah. It's much better. No, 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 no. Annabelle, Annabelle creation. Yeah. Annabelle oh, creation, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Annabelle creation is much better than Annabelle because Annabelle is atrocious. Yeah, that's a terrible movie. Um, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I would, yeah, I would, I would put Conjuring, all three Conjuring films, above that film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ouija is not a part of this universe, right? No, God, but that, no. but it similarly has a sequel that is a prequel that is better than the first one because it's garbage. <laughs> Far better. <laughs> Far better. Yeah. I think my last nitpick of this is that in the flashback sequences of, of young Ed and Lorraine, why, why didn't you just use uh, Tasia Farmiga? Because yeah, she's in the I'm, nun, Abe. That's why. She's <laughs> oh, in the nun, yeah. Because she's the star of the she, nun, so she can't. They can't do that. This, so they're there to use their. There to use their Tessa card. Star of the nun, really? That's weird. Yeah, she, it she, is she, a lead. It, it's not only weird. It's weird that she doesn't play someone related to a Lorraine Warren. <laughs> like, right. They have her younger sister, who looks very much like her, not playing someone connected Just to her whatsoever. Somebody who's Just playing the person that's there. The mirror directed. It was good that had her playing higher ground. Is that what it was called? Did we remember that movie? Uh huh. That was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I, I wish the nun was good. <laughs> yeah, that you know what's funny though? I, I will say about the nun, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I, I remember seeing it in theater and being like, Well, it's funny that there's a lot of laughs. It's funny. But it's actually kind of grown on me as a you know, when I catch on HBO I'll watch it and it it's almost like walking like a hour and a half fun house ride. And I, I rewatching it is a little more fun. It's yeah, a little more enjoyable. I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't, because I didn't hate the nun. Like, I yeah, don't think no, it's, it's good, not terrible. But like, my the th- if I recalling my review correctly, and I'm pretty sure I am, the the enjoyment I got out of it was like, once I realized this is not going to be good, and it's not going to go nearly as hard on the gothic stuff that it really could be. It mm-hmm. does work as a ride. Like, it does work as a kind yes. of a, just a spook house ride. So that's why I don't think it's terrible. Like, the first Annabelle, which is just flat and oh, very boring. So boring. So boring. And waste Alfred Woodard, but, speaking of Alfred yeah, Woodard. Um, yeah. yeah, it's terrible. But yeah. I do think the subsequent Annabelle films are quite strong. I think that yeah. those films work quite well. Well, um, yeah, both Annabelle comes home. Yes, yeah, and, I, I, and on that cool. logic, I'm thinking none two, still nunnin', like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then of course none none three none your business those films i think will probably be pretty good yeah Can't especially wait. the third one where it's like an action movie where the nun is like taking names and kicking ass with a shotgun I can't wait yeah, yeah. i can't wait none with the shotgun none is the same actress from mall and drive yeah yeah they cast really good like shadow Face women yeah, they, they find this, creepy tall odd shaped people for these movies. yes yeah. yes they do yes <laughs> like they do. the woman who plays the occultist is in here. She's like six one, six two. She's very tall. Yeah, I'm surprised not tall. Lanky. They, they, yeah. they gave her a certain look. That's for sure. Well, if if anything, like if we if is if Elizabeth Dubecki doesn't have anything to do, she'll be in the next. She year. can she can be a faceless, voiceless demon character in the Conjuring yeah. franchise. I mean, yeah, that's right, three, seems, seems right up around. Pretty tall. Kind of scary compared to all these like other movie guys who are like my height, five six, five seven, five eight. What if they cast? What if they cast like Kevin Hart as like a demon in a Conjuring? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like a little guy running around. <laughs> I mean, they kind of did that with uh, with um, Krampus. Like, they, I'm sure there's like some small dudes there. <laughs> yeah, well, Krampus, uh, Krampus has people of all sizes. That's that's going on. Here. Krampus yeah, is an equal yeah. opportunity monster movie. Yeah. Or as like anyway. an, an EOMM. 
Um, it's not necessary. Any other thoughts on the Conjure and the Devil Maybe do it? Um, I, I will say just like I have a question for you guys. How do you guys feel about that last the credit sequence where they actually play parts of like the oh, the actual? All the movie. Oh, I love when they do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always I like, like when they do that, but I didn't feel like creeped out by it. I was like, this mom is too casual. Like, hey now, stop it! Hey now, and I was like, I would have been yelling at this thing. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I think that what I think in a way I like that more because it didn't sound fake. It doesn't sound fake. Like this is not to say that I'm not scared by it. This is just yeah. No, you're right. No, I get what you're saying. I, I just um, it it is funny because yeah, she's she's like, don't no. This is I I don't know. I I kind of like that they wasn't doesn't sound overly dramatic I, I kind of like that it sounded it was a little more creepy a little more kind of under the radar creepy for me yeah. you have any final thoughts on uh conjuring no. i mean I, I not knowing the true story of these people's lives i think after three movies i think that if the if, if we see these two again there the marriage could stand to, to, to show a strain or two just for a movie I think I think we know we like them and know them well enough. They could probably stand to have it like a severe, uh, just sort of rocky section of their marriage could be worked into a movie. I wouldn't mind seeing that instead of another. Not that I don't think it's sweet and sort of like well, I think <laughs> the Conjuring like, Warren versus Warren. No, it's no, like something like he and maybe they did it in the second. I only saw it once, but I I just think if you're gonna go with these two as the as the as the main through line, then. I need to see a little some a little more friction between them just because there was none. They really were like this. <laughs> it's oh, legitimately it's He's... funny. It's like like they yeah. were it's so funny because that's that is the that is the irony is that they really they they were they were true I mean, I don't know. I look I wasn't in the bedroom, I wasn't in their right. you know, in their home. But, you know, sounds like from what I gather, they just really were like this, this couple, you know? <laughs> I mean, when you see some shit in your life, probably uh, love each other even more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, when should people go and see The Conjuring, The Devil Maybe Do It? It's currently available in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, Yancey, when should people see this movie? Well, if you're me, it was perfect because uh, I think any more effort I would have put into going to see it in the theater would have made me scrutinize it more. Whereas coming straight to – and this is a weird period, but coming straight home on, and it's on HBO on Friday night, it, it, it makes me – it gives the movie like an extra half star just because mm-hmm. it's it's such, it's such an easy like – I'm not I – didn't, I didn't spend 30 bucks. The pressure isn't strong. you know. I can pause it if I want to, so – I think it's the perfect, and it's the people get disappointed with sequels, whether they're good or not. They just get right. tired of the franchise. So in that yeah. case, watch it on TV. It's a less, it's a less ostentatious experience. You might be able to enjoy it more if, if expectations are a thing that to get to you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. I would. Yeah. I mean, if I were like, I may actually go see it in the theater just for fun because I, I, I you know, sure. playing my buddy theater. Uh, I. But yeah, I watch it right now. You know, yeah. go on. It's on HBO. I, I, I would. I. It's one. You know, my buddy just watched it and he just texted me. He's like, "Oh my god, I loved it. It's exactly what I was hoping for." So I'm like, mm-hmm. "But not exactly what I thought it would be." So I, I think fans of the, the series are going to want to watch it right away. Count me and maybe on a big screen. <laughs> uh, I was going to do my voice, but I was like, "Nah, it's too hard." Um, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> No, I'm just like, do you guys want some Count Chocula? Uh, no, yeah. in our in our old rating, I I feel like it's 
it's kind of like same between like dollar theater slash like um like dollar netflix rental kind of thing like on if you have to physically go out and get it kind of thing but i think like it's perfectly i agree with yancy it sits perfectly where it is if you were just able to stream it on hbo max because the ease of just getting it but also it's a nice like not nice but it's like an easy let's watch this at night because we're in the mood for a horror movie kind of movie mm-hmm. sure in old days they would say it's the kind of thing if it came out at 2 a.m and you were watching it, you get sucked into it i would mm-hmm. not watch this at 2 a.m but yeah no but i mean they, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> yeah. they get scared easy <laughs> yeah I don't really disagree with you guys. I think it, it, it is effective for what it's doing. Therefore, yeah, HBO Max, that's an easy, like, pick up and watch right there. Um, dog, matinee, dollar theater, that's, you know, fine, too, as far as, you know, heading out to the the movies. Cineplex. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, you well, know. See, I it, would see an IMAX, so that's, that's what I'm saying. But, but I'm a hardcore fan, to be yeah. fair. You know, I can't. I, I still have fun with these movies. So I, 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 I like the idea of seeing a movie like this with an audience because they still get into it. You know, they still have a blast. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our review for The Conjuring. The Devil Maybe Do It. Let's move on now. Let's get to our. Uh, hey, what, uh, what time is it? Aaron, it's time for a quick game here. Little known fact if you hear that. Run. <laughs> I'm running right now. I'm so, freaked out. I'm totally freaked that's, out. Uh, that's what plays when, like, you know, the shadows start making music. You're like, I don't know what's happening here, but I don't like it. Oh, um, I've got a game for you guys. It's called Cursed Objects. Ooh. This is where I'm going to name a movie, and if you guys can tell me what the cursed object, the main cursed object in that movie is, that causes all the haunting and all the scares. Okay. Uh, yeah, so be on your buzzer, because this is probably a, a buzzer game, so... First one here. Can you well, give me give yeah. me a, a summa, summarize this game again for me? So I'm just make sure I'm on this right the right. I'm point. gonna name a movie, uh-huh. and if it was in, if you think you know what the main cursed object is in that movie. Okay. Some of these are very obvious. Okay. So like this first one here, get on your buzzer here. The Ring. Jimmy. Jimmy. Videotape. Videotape is correct. Yeah. Don't watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, how do you, are, are you supposed to burn that with fire? Are you supposed to destroy it? You I can't. Forget. You return it to the video store, like, right on time, and you shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> and make sure it's rewound. It has to be yeah, rewound. Yeah, rewound. Oh, got yes, it. Okay. Exactly, exactly. At the last blockbuster in the U.S., got it. Yes. Uh, that next one here, The Exorcist. Oh, that's easy. A Ouija board. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Do you know, well, incorrect, there's something before that. Captain Howdy, uh. In the hey, hey, Jimmy, you had your turn. Yeah, Jimmy, you had your turn. <laughs> Yancy, I heard you pipe in. I'm trying to think. So there's an object that's cursed in The Exorcist that causes mm-hmm. all the problems. Yeah, you're right. And later we find out what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I can't remember. Aaron with the steel? I... It starts with a P. <laughs> um, oh, I know what I know Jimmy. what it is. Jimmy. Piazza. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. The Pazuzu yeah. amulet is what it yeah, is. Yeah. I'm going to get myself at that point. <laughs> Not that fair, fair, man. The Evil Dead. Aaron. Oh, yeah. Aaron. Well, it depends. But the Book of the Dead? The Necronomicon? Yeah. Never yeah. Necronomicon. There you go. Because there's also the, the, the Knife of the Dead. <laughs> so. No, we're, we're going with the Necronomicon. <laughs> yeah, Necronomicon. The next one here. Christine. Jimmy. Jimmy. The car. The car, do you know the name or the brand and year? You wouldn't. Uh, got off. We had it at the Brownie Lethal, Points. Lethal Ladies uh, Fest, and I don't. Was it a Buick? I don't know. I, I, I know not nothing about cars. 
I don't give a fuck about cars, so I know nothing. Does anybody else know? In Carrie? Or it eight, is. Right? Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Eighteen. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Plymouth it's a, Fury. Yeah, it's, oh, a, there you go. it's a red yeah, Plymouth yeah. Fury. Yeah. Yeah. The next one here. Oculus. Aaron. Jimmy. Aaron. Mirror. Mirror is correct. Yeah. Good movie. I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Here. The Mangler. Jimmy. Mm-mm. Jimmy. Washing machine. <laughs> Washing machine laundry press. Yeah. Yeah, laundry. Yeah, laundry pressing. The next one here. The Babadook. Aaron. Jimmy. Aaron. The pop-up book, The Babadook. Yeah, that's the scariest <laughs> book I've ever seen in my life. I have it. You want it? You want me to borrow it? You nope, want to borrow please, it? No, please do not Give send it, it to over. him. I'll send it to Give him. Give it to him. Send yeah. it to him. This one time, I, I think I might send this to Aaron, but one time somebody left like Diet Coke on my doorstep. <laughs> um, just a 12-pack of Diet Coke, and I was like, I'm not going to drink this. <laughs> so, Yes, do not drink that. Yeah, I, agree I just left it on like the corner of my street. And I was like, I don't. My my video camera didn't even go off. It's weird. Oh my anyway, gosh. yeah, spooky Diet Coke. Don't drink it. <laughs> uh, the next one here, Hellraiser. Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, the, the 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 box. The 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 box. I Is can't there remember. a name for it? I don't know. I I'm like I'm spacing, man. Yancy Aaron. <laughs> The lament configuration. That right? is correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The lament configuration. Oh, that's how that's how Charles Grodin tried to get one by in Midnight Run using the lament configuration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one here, big. Aaron. Oh, Jimmy. Aaron. Oh. Fuck. Um, the the fortune teller machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the name of it? Well, obviously, the name of that fortune teller machine is, of Good course. Salt. I you think know, I know it, but it's, no. it's classically, classically known as the, um... Don't look it up. I'm not. I'm just really racking my mind. <laughs> Jimmy or Yancey? I can't I, remember. I'm trying to think. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm confusing Aaron, it with the Disneyland you. one. Uh, Aaron, Esmeralda. Five count here. Five, four, three, two... What Zoltar? Zoltar. Oh, there ah. yeah. Zoltar, the great Zoltar. Um, uh, next one here. Drag me to hell. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. It's a button. It is a button. Don't yeah. fuck around with cl- your clothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the next one here. Ghostbusters two. Yancy. Yancy. It's a painting, right? The pa- oh, yeah. of Vigo. Vigo the. The Master of Evil, I forget what. <laughs> the, Car- the Carpathian. Close enough, yeah, Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> I, I jumped in, I know Yancey got it. I, just, I, just, I, just, I like Yancey saying Vigo the Carpathian. Yancey got it, yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a point. Yancey, or I'm sorry, last one here. Uh, Pulse, 2001 Japanese film. Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, cell phones. Cell phones slash something else. Oh, gosh, I don't An operator? <laughs> Cell phone slash uh, oh, the radio I'm, waves. A I receiver? <laughs> kind of gonna give it to you. I mean, like they kind of like that. Basically, like the internet. But <laughs> yeah, sure. The, the yeah. cursed internet. The, exact. It it really is like the cursed internet because they're like on chat rooms and stuff like that. AOL. It's it's got the you know the when you that thing that happens that possesses. Welcome. Yeah. Is the is the threat in that movie thwarted by Ethernet cables? Is that how that ends or? No Those threats that no. you're gonna have to download a movie and it's gonna you, take you all yeah. day. Yeah, that's it. Like no, exactly. <laughs> on on 56 megabyte or kilobytes. Yeah. No, like the, the threat <laughs> of that movie is like weird because it's like remember how like the um what you call it um the cabin in the woods ended where it's like the Japanese horror movies like they're all just like in love with each other. That's mm-hmm. kind of how Pulse is like. There's like 
by the way, you're not alone. You're with friends. You should feel loved. And that's how the threat is defeated. Aww, that's um, cool. Jimmy and Aaron, you guys have tied. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. So the tiebreaker is you guys will both get a chance to answer this. Um, but let me just look up something very quickly. It's Zoltar. No, it is not Zoltar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Jimmy and Aaron, worldwide, worldwide, not domestic, but mm-hmm. worldwide in its run. Um, how much did the nun make? Worldwide? Worldwide. I'm going to give Aaron the first go. Yeah, like, I want he should go first. The Nun, <laughs> I'm aware, is the highest grossing film in this franchise, <laughs> which is insane to me. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> I, I, hmm, I, I'm going to, hmm, I'm going to, God, did it make that much, though? I'm going to say. Probably did. 360. Okay, and Jimmy, what do you think the Nun made worldwide? 400 million, at least. 400 million. The answer is 365. Aaron, Boom. you win. Boom! So, <laughs> Damn. With all that being said, Aaron, you are the winner of this week's games, which is uh, Curse Objects. Well, thank you for this game, and thank you for yeah. the challenges. I, 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 I couldn't have done it without you guys. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that game. That was funny. Yeah. Um, the Nun is ridiculous how much money that movie made. But yeah. um, let's move on now. Let's get to our out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the, over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners and they gave us some answers and then gave us some questions that we can answer. Uh, Jimmy, Yancey, feel free to jump in if any answers you might have for these questions. But the first question here is Abe. Uh, the first question is, what is your favorite entry in the Conjuring universe? Uh, the Nun, Total Minority Opinion. I forget who wrote that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Luke. Luke wrote that. Luke. Okay. So Luke uh, L.Y. Thompson wrote uh, The Nun, Total Minority Opinion. Um, we talked about The Nun just very briefly, how it's a hilarious movie, according to Jimmy. That's the, what's on the poster. Hilarious, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Um, I think that I would say that The Conjuring, the first one, is still probably like my favorite of the Conjuring universe. What about you guys? As I said, mine's Annabelle creation. I really, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I movie. have to go see that. that maybe, maybe I'm missing out. Yeah. Both of those sequels are at least worthwhile. Yeah, they're both really good, actually. Okay. The sequels do not bother with the first one. I, I love this. Th- you know what? I like these movies. I like yeah. I like the last two Annabelle films, and I, I really like the Conjuring films, all of them. I'm just I'm equal opportunity on these ones. I really like them. Nope. I'd say Conjuring 2 is the best one so far. Yeah. yeah. Leaves you leaves you hanging as to like whether that seat is still rocking. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that Bill Sykes is still there. Yep. <laughs> All right, next question we have here. What is your favorite religiously themed horror film? Chris writes The Omen and The Exorcist. What is your favorite religious themed horror film? You know, Aaron, you brought this one up. I, I haven't seen it yet, but you brought up the, the one with like the, the Jewish ghost or the Jewish like The Jesus. Unholy? Oh yeah. And good was Lord. that good? No. No. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I just wait. No, I'm thinking of another one. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't think I saw the unholy. It always the one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Who? Who else was in it? 
Modest Yahoo? Was that the one with Modest Yahoo? No, that's the that's the other one with Jeopardy and Morgan, also <laughs> a Jewish horror movie. What? <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. It's like, the other one. That's like it's not the box. It's like something. It's like the something like that. It's like the. Yeah, it's oh, like, I don't it's know. not the anyway. chest, but it's like it's something. Isn't yeah. that the one with the your debt? Oh god, I, I, this is gonna drive me crazy. This is gonna drive me crazy. I'm looking. It has it a really generic title. That's why it's yes, hard to remember. Yes, and it was it terrible. But it, yes, yes, yes Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has started two Jewish horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which good for him because there's not enough Jewish horror movies for one thing. But um, it's still interesting to me. Yes, let's, um, let's see. The Possession. That's what it's called. That's what it was called. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, Kira yeah. Sedgwick was also in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not great. But yes, Modest Yahoo was in that film. <laughs> no, no rapping though. I mean, nope. he did the he did the ending song and. Oh, he, did he really? Yeah, but he but he tried to style it off of Will Smith. I'm making all this up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> any other religious <laughs> horror movies, guys? <laughs> I mean, The Exorcist would be my pick. Yeah, Easy. and I'm never gonna see that movie again, so probably gonna go The Exorcist. <laughs> I'll shout out Saint Maud from this year because I. Oh yeah. I thought that was really good. Um, mm. I like Saint Maud quite a bit. Mm-hmm. No, I need to see that one. I'm still, I'm still behind on that one. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I dug it. Yeah, yeah, obviously The Exorcist. I, I, I really like the uh, Conjuring films. Uh, the Vitch. The Vivitch. The Vivitch. Oh, yeah, that one was a great one to think about with the context of like Puritanism. So fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, one, actually one of my favorites. So yes, I would. I, I guess Midsummer is a religious movie, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, and it's great. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, never gonna watch that one again either. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next question is: What are some horror films you enjoy that feature references to other horror films? Chris has. Well, someone had to say it. Scary movie. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's a, there's references to a lot of you know movies that we've seen in pop culture, but mm-hmm. um, horror movies where it references other horror movies. Scream. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Scream does a good job of it. I I would say even. Uh... I actually just I I don't know if I can talk about this movie and they do reference a lot of uh probably shouldn't yeah I, I'm gonna look just it up in case they crack out on our podcast yeah exactly in case like the the pod police are like oh they're at it again spoilers well I'm gonna look I'm gonna see um, the, uh embargo I, is <laughs> Shaun, of the, Shaun of the Dead Shaun oh of, yeah yeah that's a great one yeah I just watched that one recently as well I should, I should mention that now now we can see him um um. Jordan Peele's movies have a lot of like overt references. They're not necessarily highlighting, but he's, he's doing stuff in those that are recalling other things. Yeah. A lot of room 257s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think of any, feel free to shout them out. But there are a lot. I mean, it's weird because like they they tend to be more. Of, they're not parodies, but they're they're kind of more of like. Movies that I mean, you can't really like say like, oh, they're watching Evil Dead on TV, and then all of a sudden like a movie about weird ghosts, right? It's like I haven't seen that, and unless it was like again in a parody. I film. mean, I'm thinking also just like movies that are just paying homage in some way or using certain kind of shots. Like I thought it was because there's a shot in The Conjuring that's very evocative of Exorcist, obviously, when an Exorcist pulls up to the house and he's just standing there in the shadow with the house. Yeah, that's in front true. Of him. Uh, especially like yeah, in this most recent one that we just talked about, right? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, that's. Hey guys, there's 77 critics on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. I think it's safe to mention that. Okay. Censor. Oh, censor. Yeah, I saw censor. Yeah, it's, there a, was it's, a, a lot it's of... an upcoming indie horror mm. thing from. They, and they they mentioned a lot of the video nasties, a few a, a few real ones. So it's a really interesting movie. 
By the way, it was really, a, it's a, it was at Sundance. That's why it has a lot of reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Next I mean, question. Yeah, the, huh? yeah. Yep. Go ahead. No, sorry. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. I was gonna say like the, the only other movie that I can really think about, which it, it's kind of like a horror slash like satire slash like interesting thriller, is just The Final Girls, right? I mean, again, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're watching, oh, like, a lot sure. of these movies that are already are referencing other things. No, that, that's a good call because it's not a specifically a parody. It's just a horror comedy that's making obviously obvious references to things. So yeah. Oh, and don't forget Tiny Toon Adventures. That is a good... Like, those yeah, because they mentioned, you know, they have Freddy Cougar. So you, that, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not kidding. They really no. do. Uh, yeah. Next question <laughs> we have here. What are some great horror films based on true events? The, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes to mind. But that's not oh, even okay. remotely right. Yeah. I, I don't care about the validity. I'm care. I, I mean, the fact the movie wants to proclaim it's based on true events, so therefore, I'm saying the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an answer to that question. That's okay. That's fair. I will give you that. Based on true events, I mean, aren't any open water? I guess. Open water. Yeah. yeah. Open water. Yeah, it's very. Oh, that's another season. sliver of an idea that's turned into a movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, I, you know, there's also uh, a. Uh, was the Boogans the, based on a true story? Is that the, the Boogans is absolutely true. It, it was a mine that was shut down, and they've done a lot to keep the Boogans down, but apparently they're coming back. I, I'm waiting for my Boogans two sequel. That's why there's a lot of controversy between that and Tremors, right? They both are based yeah. on the same story. Well, <laughs> te- technically, I mean, Jaws was based on a true story, so mm-hmm. you know. Yikes. Yeah. Hmm. Exorcism. Okay. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the next question is: What are your favorite third entry in a horror series? Uh, no answers for this one, but I mean, the one that Aaron and I reference a lot is Paranormal Activity three. Oh yeah. Yeah. Best one. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Sounds like a really fun one. Slash like, hmm, good scares. I would say Return. I'm thinking it's the third one, uh, the Return of the Living Dead. Was it, that was the uh, the girlfriend one, right? Or uh, Melinda Clark? That's I the Melinda Clark one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really good. Mm. That one's really good. Uh, surprisingly good. Um, Army of Darkness. That's all right. Boogans <laughs> <laughs> um, Three hasn't come out yet. Yeah, so. yeah I know. It's not right yet, now. at least. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I'm trying to think of favorites. I mean, I guess probably Army of Darkness at that point. I mean, or Paranoid. Yeah. What, as is, far as... what is Jaws 3? Is that the one where, like, the wife goes and kills the shark? Oh, no, that's 3. the revenge. Jaws 3D oh. is the theme park, the, the mm. water oh, park. Dude, guys, guys. It's also terrible. Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Child. Or not Dream Child, uh, Dream Out. Uh, no. Uh, the, the... Dream, Warriors. Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream come on. Warriors. Dream Warriors. I would say Day of the Dead, probably. Who Day, Day of the, the Dead? Dead? Yes, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Solid sequel. Yeah. There's, you know, Chucky three goes to military camp and sets himself that straight. Terrible. Yeah, that was not great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last question we have here: What are some great horror films about characters with special powers? Hmm. Friday hmm. the Thirteenth Part Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie. Yeah. Oh, you guys both said at the same time. That's weird. Carrie Jenks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick, that new that Australian movie, the guy in a coma that's like telling people from a coma. Oh yeah, yeah. He remade the, it recently. The Fury as well with Andrew Stevens Fury. and Amy Irving. Special powers, they definitely do this, yeah. 
Mm. Monkey shine. Yeah, there you go. Sure, <laughs> sure. He's, he's controlling that monkey. He's got he's got his monkey his paralysis. Yeah. Uh, what? Um, uh, scanners. Is that sure. a horror movie? I guess so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sci-fi horror. Yeah, mm. sure, it works. Also not huge on scanners, but still, it's got its moments. <laughs> yeah, Michael Ironside in it. Yeah. What uh? What's what's your name? Firestarter. I, I, not to be an Exorcist mega guy, but Exorcist Three is really good. The, the yeah. First, uh, it's a really strong movie. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Is that the for... is that the jump scare with the hospital or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not we discussed last week. Yes. I don't like that one at all. Don't give <laughs> Big me that. Jump scare. Yeah. You know, Abe, be careful when you walk down the hallway tonight because here, I'm pretty uh, sure. Here, Jimmy. Exorcist Three. I just think of that movie tonight when you're walking down the hall. I'm not I'm gonna think about anything but uh, Care Bears. We're and... gonna send you uh, some images tonight, and we'll be texting you. Uh, All right. Um, well, about the the six sets. That's the other one. I was thinking. Yeah, he's got special powers. Yeah. The yeah first one he has a six sense. Do you have a six yeah, sense? He, <laughs> like... he can see dead people. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the next question, or I'm sorry, the question for everybody on the panel today, asked by Luke, uh, is. Do you think the blood stain in the in the Batsuit symbol for the Flash movie is a hint that Watchmen will appear in the in the movie's multiverse? This is in relation to a, a photo that was posted showing what looks to be blood on the 1989 Michael Keaton Batsuit from, uh, from Andy Machete, director of, of course, the It series. Mm. So, is that a hint that the Watchmen will be in the multiverse? Uh, good question, Luke. I don't think so, but. Anything is possible. Why, why not, right? I mean, they're throwing everything yeah. else in this Flash movie. Why, why not? Why not have them like walk in on the the meeting where the comedian's like, "We shouldn't call ourselves the Minutemen at all." And then he ruins the sign for <laughs> for um uh, the, the, uh, the captain of the team, and he's all pissed off. And then he goes to after Sally Jupiter. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> John Johnson shows up for a quick second. Doctor Manhattan's yeah. there. And I don't writing. think the Watchmen could cross over with anybody like that. They're their own thing, right? They, yeah, they're, they're the Well, if it's all about the Flash jumping through multiverses and whatnot, why not? Why, yeah, that mean Batman, it was. Why would that mean Watchmen? Because Batman had blood on his. Oh, you mean like the the it's, Watchmen? It's yeah. A, yeah, because the blood splatter on the bat symbol ah, of Michael Keaton's suit looks similar, slightly uh-huh. similar to the smiley face comedian symbol with the blood splain on it. So. <laughs> and it's DC and Warner Brothers and they're craving and want money. So. <laughs> and he's directing that. Uh, yeah, the director of the It movies. He's he's the, they they settled on mm-hmm. him after going through multiple other directors and losing everything every single time. Yeah, um, okay. So like it's, it's uh we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they got like David F. Sandberg coming off of horror. He made a successful uh, Shazam movie, so you got another mm-hmm. horror guy coming in. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, well, that's enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Thank, thank you. For the questions and the answers, of course, and thank you for the feedback. Um, with, with that said, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. You can uh, find more of my work at my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm writing on Leave Entertainment for movie reviews, Blu-ray reviews at, we, bleh, at Why So Blue, and occasionally some stuff on Variety. I'm also on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose, hashtag Ed? We shouting it a lot. We should have an Ed counter next time we watch these movies. Exactly. Yancey Burns, where, where, where do you want to plug? The always lively Milky Way Blues uh, is, is my is my uh, <laughs> is my spot. <laughs> watch this space. And uh, Jimmy O, where can people find more of you? 
Well, you can find me on Joe Blow, Arrow in the Head. We live entertainment occasionally, and I also, uh, on Cosm, the streaming channel, I have the show Sound Scary, which, Aaron, you mentioned. And, of course, every Friday live with Justin Butts, I get stoned on something stony. So there you go. And Twitter and all that shit, you know. <laughs> Great. Uh, you can find all the other episodes about now there today on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Potomac, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us at adnotpockets at gmail.com. Or write it on Facebook, wall50.com, podcast. Or tweet at us at twitter.com, underscore podcast. And be sure to enjoy our stuff over on Instagram, instagram.com, out now, underscore podcast as well. Jimmy, Yancey, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you both. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Great meeting you, Yancey. You too, man. Glad to, glad to have you guys here as always. Look forward to having you back. Look forward to uh, the listeners to keep on listening to the show because we always like having fun stuff for you guys. And uh, be ready next week because we're going to finally talk about In the Heights. Wow. Wow. We're getting into the uh, the major productions here. Yeah. we're that, okay. that, That's the next WB movie, by the way. You have to answer that question. Yeah. In the Heights. <laughs> In the Heights. Yeah. So that's an HBO Haunted Max coffee machines in that one. Well. Watch out. Yeah, so stay tuned. That's, that should be a lot of fun also. But until next time, so long. And goodbye. For this world to stop hating. Can't find a good reason. Can't find hope to believe in. Just lies and more contradictions. So tell me, what would you say? But-